You're listening to Bird Beans Business, episode 50. Hey there, brand builder, entrepreneur, business owner. I am so, so glad that you tuned into this week's episode of Bird Means Business because it is super special. Y'all, we are commemorating our 50th episode and I am sharing some of the best moments over what has been almost a year that we've had the show. And I am just so happy to be here, y'all. I It's been a labor of love, but it's something that I have committed to because it's really the heart behind why I started it in the first place, which is I want to be the resource that I wish I had when I launched my first business seven years ago and didn't know what I was doing, didn't know what I didn't know, and just needed a little bit of guidance. So the different topics I've chosen have been based on things that I wish I knew, but then also feedback from you guys that said, hey, I really want to learn about this or that. And it has been a joy. And I'm so glad to have made it to episode number 50. Now, we have had the honor of having some of the most rock star entrepreneurs I know share wisdom here with us on the show. And that's what you're going to hear today. I'm going to take um, the 10 guest episodes I've had in 2020 and share snippets from each. So if you're new to the podcast, this is not our normal format, but you really are going to love getting a sneak peek into some of the most magical moments of Bird Means Business. Get ready to be inspired. Now, our first episode is from back in January, and it's episode 10, Team Strong with Terry Williams. Here it is. And while we're talking about inspiring people, I just want to take a moment to inspire you, the listener, whoever you are. You tuned into this because you're interested in launching or growing a small business, or maybe just because you heard great things about Bird and that she is inspiring because she is that. Well, if I could just inspire you, I know that you carry doubt. I know that you carry fear because you're human. I know that people look at our story and sometimes put us in the wrong bucket and they assume that we don't have challenges that every human breathing Mm -hmm. has. And I just want to say that I can level with you there. I've felt that. And in vulnerability, I'll say that there are still doubts. There's still fears. There's still things inside of me that just come screaming against everything that I feel I'm purposed to do. Mm. And maybe you hear that and your heart starts to race a little bit. But I just want to remind you that your heart beats for a reason. There's a purpose. There's a destiny there. And maybe that idea that you haven't jumped off that cliff to act on. Don't literally go jumping off a cliff now. But maybe that (laughs) thing that you carry is that thing that elevates somebody else's life and allows you to love people well and pour into them. Well, I'm going to love you well right now by letting you know that that thing might be worth doing. Even if there's risk, even if there's an exit of the comfort zone, because no growth has ever happened in a comfort zone anyway, maybe it's time, friend, to do that thing because maybe your purpose to do it. And the biggest question that I already know is roaring in your head is what if I fail? Hmm. But what if you take flight. So that was definitely one of those mic drop moments, right? (laughs) I remember when I heard this, I thought, man, what if you take flight? How often is it that we have these, you know, toxic, paralyzing thoughts rotating in our mind of what if I can't, what if I can't? How often do we ask ourselves, but what if I can? What if I can do this? What if I can do hard things? What if I can figure it out? What if I can lean into the resources I have at hand and give it my all? What if I take flight? 
And I hope that you ask yourself that question, all right? You're going to hear again from Terry Williams. Um, This is February's episode, episode 14, Vibe with Your Tribe. Here we go. Well, I think there's a big difference uh, for a lot of us between what we do for a living and what we are living. Uh, I think it's really important that we show our clients what we're living, especially as it pertains to the culture uh, of our brand. So, for example, um, being a gym owner, I like to just like let people see me sweat. You know, there's a big uh, there's an, an old adage that says never let them see you sweat. And it was meant to be like, you know, keep your tough guy face on and you know, don't let your competition one up you and that kind of deal. Look, man, as a gym owner, I would hate to be the guy that uh, is constantly here. I go again, using the Instagram analogy, cropping and filtering my reality to make it look like I'm just a beast in the gym. I'd rather, you know, that I'm doing this workout today, too, that I'm leading you all through. And yeah, it kind of hurts. And there's some challenging pieces of it, but I'm getting through it. And I'm stronger because I subjected myself to that moment of weakness. Yeah, I'm walking around here sore. We can have a whole conversation and laugh about that, too. Um I think about a story I once heard uh, from a guy who was white water rafting and he's getting ready to take his family on this trip and there was two potential guides he could go with and he didn't know which guide he wanted to go with. So one guy was like, I mean, had just gone to every seminar imaginable and could name drop the best white water rafters and, you know, he, he knows all this stuff about white water rafting. He's only been a couple times and he's just getting started to actually get on the water, but he's really learned a whole lot about what he's going to experience when he gets on the water. Well, this other guy he talked to had zero formal education, but he was like, yeah, my grandma lived right by some rapids when I was a kid and I was at her house every weekend and I've gone up and down this river like every year for the past three decades. Well, he chose the guy who's living it, not the guy who does it for a living. And why wouldn't he, right? Like clients can... Um, be inspired by perfection, but they can only relate with vulnerability. Like, don't tell me I'm a mastermind at this because I graduated with this and that degree, which it is so good to get merits and to uh, learn things, to progress. I'm not taking a dump on academia. I have a master's degree in my field myself. But quite frankly, I think it's so much more powerful to clients that I'm actually living it, that I'm actually trying my best to be on a good workout program and nutrition program as a fitness instructor, but then I'm also really honest about the times when I have to skip a day because I'm just super tired or I'm sore or life is too busy trying to corral my two kids or the fact that every now and then I'm going to get me a good pizza. I eat clean as a lifestyle, but living it out and then also being very honest about the moments that uh, come along the journey that show uh, a kink in the armor, an imperfection, uh, something that people can actually relate to. Let them see you sweat. Oh, I love that so much. Are you relating with your audience on a very human level? Do they feel connected to you? You know, people don't want to hear you touting your accolades. They want to feel like you're rolling up your sleeves and you're in it with them, right? If you followed me long enough, whether it's uh, here through the podcast or social media or even my email tribe where I go even deeper, um, you've seen, heard, and read about all of my humanity, all of my mistakes and failures because I don't feel any need to polish things up and make them super pretty and awesome, right? I feel like I can help you more by being honest with you um, as to what the journey has really looked like and where I really am. Like I said, 50th episode's awesome. Y'all, it's been rough. It's been a journey, but I'm doing it with all the things that I have going on. You can do it too. That's what I'm hoping to communicate. 
So what does it look like in your business? If you own a juice company, maybe you share your journey from having a really unhealthy lifestyle to where you are today and why juice is so important to you and how it's revolutionized your life. You know, it doesn't have to just be, hey, my juice is awesome, my product is great, pushing it down their throats. It shouldn't be that way, right? It should be human. And so think about ways to make your branding, your messaging um, very human and find ways to really vibe with your tribe, right? Next is episode 18. It's with Patsy Vivares, and she is the owner of Sticky's Chicken here in Houston. It was once a food truck and then converted to a restaurant, and she tells her story. Here it is. It's very important to to keep people around you that not only, like, build you back up, but they'll push you, and they'll push you to keep going. Because there's days where you, you just really want to give up. Yep. And you don't want to do it anymore. But whenever you have solid people around you that know your vision and know your goals, they'll remind you of it. And then they'll keep you going. One of the things I love most about having guests on the show is you really getting a sense of what it's like to run a business and that it's not all hashtag CEO and look at me, I'm making all this money and things are so great. It's also real. You know, it's tough. There's times you want to give up. And I love how Patsy explained that and explained the importance of having a strong um, community, um, people around you that, that you can really lean on when it's tough. All right. Next, you are going to hear from Brandy Lizenby. She is the owner of Do or Die Salon here in Houston. And we're going to talk about her hair salon startup. Here it is. We took a look at it and it was pretty rough, but we saw the vision and we saw what it could be. Um, So we went for it and um, it was bigger than like what we needed, but we knew that people were going to come, you know, and um, because when we were in the house, people, some friends that were also hairstylists wanted to like come on and join our team, but we didn't have space for them. So um, it was... It was interesting at first. So we had no idea what we were getting ourselves into. Mm-hmm. Um, we we just said that we wanted that space for us. And then now we have a team of, there's 11. Wow. 11 of us hairstylists, two receptionists. So here, Brandy's sharing how she had a very kind of rapid movements in her business early on. Um, and you'll have to go back to the episode to, to hear the full story. But all of this, what she's talking about centers around her faith and what her business could be. She was like, I know we have, this is a lot of space, but people will come. And then fast forward to now, she has 11 employees. And um, that's what it takes a lot in the beginning. You're like, uh, this is crazy. This is scary. This looks like a huge leap. But when you really know and you're really connected to the problem that you're solving and how you'll do that uniquely with your unique value proposition and what your core values are and how you're going to really connect with your audience, it makes all the difference. All right. Next, you're going to hear from our financial planner in episode 27. This is Money Talk with Helen No. Usually people come to me thinking that they have a money problem, but they really have a a habit or an organizational problem with Mm -hmm. the systems in which they manage their personal finances or their business finances. So they're, and, and, and I hear the statement often, oh, I'm really bad with money or, oh, I'm a bad spender. 
not because you're a bad spender, that there's no such thing as being bad with money. You just have bad habits mm -hmm. and money happens to be part of the tool that you're misusing, mm -hmm. right? So that's not a money problem. You're not really broke. I, I've, I work with all sorts of clients and I'll tell you, there are clients who are making like $600,000 and have nothing to show for it and versus my client who's making $75,000 a year and their net worth is much higher than what wow you know my six figure income earners are doing so to <laughs> to me just because you make more money doesn't necessarily mean mm -hmm. on the books you're any more successful than somebody else who's making 10 times less than you right wow. so i have learned to appreciate and take everybody's like quote unquote, um, exterior success with a grain of salt. Cause I always ask, ask myself, okay, he's driving a Mercedes. I wonder how much he uh, borrowed in order to get that. Mm. <laughs> yep. you know, and at the end of the day, it's not about how much you make. It's about how much you keep. Mm -hmm. So even as a business owner, <laughs> even as a business owner, if you're making a million dollars, but it costs you $900,000 to make a million dollars, well, really you're making the same amount of money as the person who made 200,000 and spent a hundred grand. You net the same amount. Yes. So <laughs> that is, that is like the back end and the advantage I have of seeing other people's finances. So I treat everybody the same. It's not about how much money you make. It's about how much money you keep. Dang. That hit me hard because what happens when we focus more on our habits and on our systems than on all the external, like what, what it looks like, right? You definitely want to go back and get that episode in your life if you haven't listened to it yet. Helen, like I said, is our financial planner. I love that girl. She is super direct and to the point and there's so much to learn in that episode, right? Okay, next is episode 31, Own Your Voice with Sahar Paz. Uh, please have at least that one person that wants the best for you, is willing to have those hard conversations with you, and is hopefully is the person that really sees the true you. That's not being condescending or any, you know, these hard conversations are not to take you away from your magic, but right. to protect it. Yeah. So um, I appreciate her for having those hard conversations with me, and they weren't always graceful, and I needed time to process them. Yeah. Uh, but I, I chose to get out of my own way and I couldn't like the, the first time she did it was I couldn't like literally sit down and write my resume. Like my point of view and myself was so wackadoodle mm. and you know, she literally wrote it for me. Yeah. And it's funny because a big part of my business is I do that now for other people. Wow. I've scaled what Marissa did for me, you know? Yeah. So uh, we need, we do sometimes need other people to help us find that voice. And, um, you know, we were talking about, uh, core values a little while back. An interesting practice is have asking 20 people to send you three adjectives and you could do this about yourself. Like when you think of me, or if you have a business, you say, when you think of my business, can you send me three adjectives that come to mind mm. and you can begin to really see one, you're positioning in other people's minds and also kind of like where your values and their minds meet. So that's a, a interesting process. So in this episode, Sahar talks about how in order to own your voice, which is so important as, as a brand builder um, in terms of your messaging and consistency in your branding, 
in order to own your voice, you have to find your voice. And she shares how this friend of hers helped her find her voice and now full circle, here she is doing it on a much larger scale for so many other businesses. Goes back to making sure you have clutch people in your inner circle who will hold you accountable, who will um, bring out the best in you and who will also push you forward. Um, And I also want you to make time to do that exercise if you haven't yet, where you ask a few people, hey, what are three adjectives you either think about me or about my brand or my business and see what shakes out. Okay, next you're gonna hear again from my best friend and my husband, Terry Williams. This is an episode on marriage and business. It's episode 36, here it is. Family time above everything else, family time is priority. It does not matter how big or important or special or um, successful your business is. If your family is taking a loss at expense of it, then frankly, I, I hate that this sounds like uh, rude. Like now I'm the one wording things aggressively, right? But um, your brand is worth nothing, even if it's worth millions, if it comes at the expense mm. of your family time suffering. I'm not saying that um, family time is going to always just be hunky-dory and it's not just all roses. When you're running a business, there are sacrifices that have, that, that have to happen. And that's that's certain and that's understandable. And, you know, to a certain extent, it's inevitable, you know, but... Um, Family cannot take the back seat. Um, Family deserves the best of you and not the rest of you. So as you heard there, that last part hit me. Family deserves the best of you, not the rest of you. If you think about why you're doing what you're doing for a lot of us, um, it's for our family, right? But then we can kind of flip the table and make it to where our family is on the back burner while we're so focused, we're giving all of our best energy to our business forgetting that the whole purpose of it is really to support our our long-term goals for our family. And I mean, honestly, this is something we struggle with, which is why we talked about it in the episode. Um, we struggled with it for years and really having kids is what made, made it really come to light. And we kind of talk about our challenges and how we worked through it. But I heard something recently and I wish I could remember the source so that I could credit it, but I want to share it here real quick um, because it really helped me and actually helped one of my clients in a strategy session I was on. And it was this. In life, we are trying to juggle a lot. There's a lot going on. And it's like we're trying to juggle all these balls. And there aren't like five or 10 balls. There's like 71 balls. That's what it feels like a lot of the times, right? Um, And what we have to identify is where are the plastic balls and where are the glass balls? Because we don't want to drop the glass balls. Those are going to shatter. It's going to be a mess. It's not okay. But the plastic balls, we can give ourselves grace for. And that doesn't just apply in business. It also applies with family. And honestly, that's where I got the most relief from. Because, you know, there are some things in your family, your day-to-day, even with your kids, they're plastic balls. If you can't make the drop off. Like I was trying to make all the drop offs and pickups for my kids every single day, even though Terry is available as well. We both like to go. We love our kids. But there were some times where I'm like, man, I really need to jump on this, this, uh, you know, webinar or whatever it might be. And I'm going to have to miss drop off, drop off or pickup. That's a plastic ball. It's not going to be the end of the world if I can't pick my kids up from school, even though I love it. Right. So identify where those balls lie um, in both your personal life and then also in your business. Not everything is a must do, a have to do. 
it's not going to be detrimental to your business to drop a plastic ball. So making sure that you identify um, where those are um, in the different facets of your life and really prioritize things to give yourself grace. Because I know a lot of people could have critique around this kind of, you know, this metaphor because you're you're probably thinking, well, why are you even juggling 71 balls? Let me tell you something. In the beginning, when you're launching a business, when you're building a brand and it's just you, you're a one woman or one man show, you're going to be juggling a lot. It's just the reality of what it is. Of course, you're trying to grow to where you're not having to do as much, but in the beginning, it initially is a lot. So being able to say what is really important and what is not that important so that I can not feel like I have to do it all where are the glass balls and the plastic balls in my life and in my business so that I can be sane, right? And get through all of this. So that's just a little tip right there. Next, we're going to hear from the amazing Mare. Y'all, I love this episode so much. It's I called it We Can Rival because that's something she said in the episode and it just really stuck out to me because she's so bold. You'll hear about that in the, in the episode, but she owns Mare Fragrance. And here it is, episode 40. So I just kept going. Um, You know, everybody knows what it looks like when you quit, but you owe it to yourself to keep going, to see how far you can go and see what the future can become if you continue. I, 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 I contribute all of my success to that main mantra. Number two, yes. Number two, I had help along the way. Um, I partnered with other people. I, okay. I'm getting ahead of myself. I partnered with other people early on. I was like, okay, you are in Houston. You are a boutique owner. I want to partner with you. You are a hotel owner, but you have a boutique in your hotel. I want to partner with you. I partnerships, the power of partnerships will get you along. Um, Number three, my tribe, people I lean on are also in the fragrance community and also have their own brands, their own fragrance, fragrance brands. And I know your listeners are going, well, isn't that the competition? No, because we are going about the fragrance industry completely different ways. We're all secure and very confident. And I know that's very rare to find in our own skill and talent. So when we come together, we're not like, okay, so what are you doing so that I can make it better? It's okay. So how can I, how can I help you? Hey, I know, I know that there's a store in, in West Philly that is looking for that kind of perfume. See what I'm saying? The power of unity. I, I knew that early on going in. So I was able to receive it and act on it. Now y'all know Mayor is speaking my business love language. Oh my goodness. The power of unity, the power of community, not focusing on the competition in terms of how can I be better and how can I steal ideas or what if someone's going to steal my idea? It's living in the abundance mentality of, hey, there's enough for everyone. Oh, I just love that that piece so much and how she started with, you owe it to yourself to keep going. We know what it looks like to quit. We know what that looks like. What happens if I believe in myself enough enough to just say, you know what, I'm going to put one foot in front of the other. I'm going to continue on and press on. So such a great episode. You want to hear her resiliency, her, like I said, boldness. She just went out there. She Googled, you know, fragrance people and ended up finding a mentor who transformed her business. Like what? Yeah, it's such a good one. 
Mare Fragrance, Get It In Your Life. That is episode 40. Next, you're going to hear from Kirby Smith of Active Faith Sports. It is a apparel brand, a Christian apparel brand. And I, this is also a dear friend of mine, her and her husband, Lanny, have an incredible startup story. It's episode 45. Here it is. And just a quick story, just even about that, um, you know, when we started out, we were, our, our goal, our focus was to get in all the Christian stores, the Christian retail stores. And crazy enough, none of them would take us. And it's like, wait a minute, how can our target audience, our target market not understand or not take us? And that's because they really, they didn't understand. They were behind, they were behind the times as well and didn't understand the product, didn't think their, their audience would, you know, resonate with it and understand it. So, I mean, that was very discouraging because, you know, we're, we're, we're out at conferences trying to sell stuff. And now where we know, just like thinking of like, oh, well, Macy's and uh, Academy, all these different places that people come in to buy apparel well, we're going straight to Christian stores. This is where we need to be. And because that didn't happen, it forced us to figure out another way, another method, which brought us to e-commerce platform. And Mm -hmm. at the time, e-commerce wasn't popping. It was not how it is now, but we were able to work through those kinks, get get up and going in hindsight is 2020, like literally it up on e-commerce. And I mean, and then those same stores were calling us now to put us in their stores. You know, mm. oh, I'm just so so. Like I was saying, even in that point, it was hard. It was like I said, it was it was discouraging, but it forced us to have to figure out another plan and figure out how to redirect and where else to go because we still knew and believed in our product, believed in what we were selling, and we just had to get it out and let people know about it. So, what was a huge surprise to them when they first launched their business, and a huge setback in that where they thought they would be able to distribute their product, they were just getting rejection after rejection. That ended up being what made them pivot into e-commerce, which is huge today, but wasn't even a thing really back then. It was barely, you know, it wasn't the cool thing to do, but they they were forced into what is now the biggest engine behind their business. That just goes to show that don't, you know, you don't want to allow any setback or frustration to defeat you, to just stop you. What if they would have just stopped? They have an incredible business with um, crazy owners like Steph Curry and um, Case Keenum. And they've done so many incredible things um, in their purpose. And they didn't allow like a bunch of no's, a whole lot of no's to stop them. So don't allow no's to stop you either. What you have is gold. She goes back to, we knew what we had was good. If we could just get it out there, there is a market for it. So she'd done that work around, you know, what her audience wanted and needed, where the market was. And despite the nose, they pressed forward, they pivoted. And I want you to do the same thing in your business. All right. Okay. Next, we're going to hear episode 49. This is Marlene Williams, my sister-in-law, PhD. So proud of that girl. Um, She talks about navigating mental health and entrepreneurship. And y'all, this was one of my favorite episodes. I mean, I have so many favorites, but there were just so many gems dropped. She has a four-step process she talks about, but I'll let her get into this one snippet. Here it goes. So you do away with that mindset and go in viewing you taking care of yourself as actually productive for your business, Okay, because, and I have this conversation with people all the time that 
literally by you nourishing your body, nurturing yourself, resting when you need to, you are going to have more energy, more focus, more motivation to actually carry out the work that you need to do. And your, your outcome, your <clears throat> outputs, your productivity, the quality and efficiency of your work is going to be so much better. Like, again, what ends up happening a lot is we, we work, 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 work. We work, we don't take care of ourselves. And guess what? We actually end up missing some of the deadlines. The very deadline date that we were setting out to do, it ends up getting postponed or prolonged or delayed because we don't have energy. We don't have motivation. Would you drive a car with no gas? Would you get on your computer when it has no battery? No. So we, and we are more important than these cars and computers, right? So we have to do the same for ourselves. And I think if you go from the outset, accepting that and viewing that as actually productive, I think you're going to, you're going to see a lot, you're going to see your business actually benefit from that. You and your business will benefit. I mean, y'all, I needed to hear every word of this episode with Dr. Marlene Williams, because yes, me taking care of myself is productive work in my business. Yeah, y'all want to go listen to that one if you haven't already. And I know you probably now want to go binge listen to all of these episodes. I'm going to link them all here in the show notes. This is just 10 of the 50, y'all. The other 40 are just me solo with all different types of episodes about bookkeeping and a, and your uh, lawyer, how to you know nail down a commercial lease and how to know if you even have a viable business, um, how to think about marketing because it's not just advertising, it's also much more. So make sure you check all of those out. And if you are really ready to get started on your entrepreneurial journey and you're like, I just really need some help with getting pointed in the right direction, go to birdwilliams.com slash consultation. This is where you can book a free quick chat with me and I'll just help you get on track. Even if I can't help you, I can definitely point you in the direction of someone who can. The point is that you start. The point is that you feel equipped. The point is that you get a game plan together so that all the things that seem so daunting aren't because you can do this. I really believe in you. And then to the faithful Bird Means Business listeners, Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being a part of this journey. Y'all hearing your stories and the impact it's had on the brands that you're building and even on you personally has been so motivating for me. It means the world. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for that feedback. Thank you for tuning in each week. And please continue to share the episodes with other entrepreneurs to just share the love. All right. Okay. I hope you've enjoyed this and I hope you'll have a great week. Terry, we made it to episode 50. What? We did it. Are you so excited? Yeah. You forgot to say, Terry, are you ready for your take? Oh, <laughs> you're right. Terry, are you ready for Terry's take? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You love to start with that. Terry, it has been so neat to have you along this journey with me oh, and have you chime in on each episode to, to share your take and your feedback. What do you think about the fact that we've made it to episode 50? Um, it's like making tar, maybe? 
Maybe no. you wanna, maybe you want to play your guitar to celebrate? No, maybe it's my Halloween things to celebrate. Okay, yeah, we'll definitely. Yeah, maybe it's candy. Maybe. Yeah, maybe we celebrate with candy because we do that every episode. That's yeah, candy. because candy is my favorite. Put the toy. Any insights or big business tips you want to share that you can remember from the last 50 episodes? Um, What's a big tip, something that people should remember? I can share with my mom. You can share with your mom? With my parents and with my brother. And with me. I can share too. Okay, yeah, you're really good at sharing. So we'll just, we'll just, that'll be it. That's what we'll, we'll do for this episode. And hey, thank you again for all, all of the love and support and um, wisdom you've shared. It's been um, very funny and humorous for people. So I'm sure they appreciate it. Please don't put your hand in my mouth. Okay, sorry. Alrighty. You want to say bye to the people? Bye, people. I'm going to get Sour Patch. And also, I'm going to get my Halloween things. See you later. Peace, 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 peace. <sighs>